The KTSA Home Improvement Show with Martin Bamba. Presented by Window World. Talk to Martin now. 210-599-5555. Now, Martin Bamba. Well, good morning, everybody. This is Jim Smith. Martin is a little under the weather this morning, so I'll be taking your calls and answering your questions and taking care of our listening audience this morning. You're listening to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Um, give us a call. Get in on the calls. That number is uh, 299-5555. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Excuse me. So, well, this is a beautiful Saturday morning. Good morning. And I hope all your home improvement projects are going wonderful and everybody is doing well today. We, uh, we've had a pretty good week, I think. A little bit warmer than it has been traditionally, but, or, you know, for the, for this year so far, I say traditionally. Man, traditionally, we were late with summer this year. Summer got to us very, very late. It just seemed like it wasn't getting too hot too quick. By this time, normally every year, we're going to have, oh goodness, several days, at least several days, that we would have temperatures of 100 or more. And I think we might have hit 100 now in a few days, but not too many. Not too many at all. Um, give us a call. Let us know what you're thinking, where everything is on topic, anything from the roof to the foundation, and everything in between. And I do mean everything, including your speakers, a little bit of rock and roll. Wanted to let everybody know, and the music world was saddened this week with the loss of Dusty Hill from ZZ Top, one of the original founding members of ZZ Top. Um, passed away this week, 72 years old. Passed away in his in his bed um, in Houston. They said he passed away in his sleep, and um, he passed away comfortably. He passed away quietly, but a huge loss to the music industry. Just a a big loss. It's 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 you know we've we've lost some really great artists we've lost some really great um folks in the music industry over the last few years um just we just got to keep right on rocking and rolling and as long as we can keep the music playing and keep it in in front of folks and where we can still hear it and everything is doing good then we can stay tuned and stay in touch with the music from the past um, give us a call, folks. That number is 599-5555. Um, KTSA Radio. This is the Home Improvement Show. And we are here to talk about anything home improvement-wise. And we're going to get everything started off with Ray. Ray, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Well, thank you. Uh, my question has to do with foundation. I'm looking at building my retirement home. And it's going to be down around Bastrop, Texas, if you know where that is. Um, yes, sir. I'm leaning toward pier and beam. I just think it's a better system as far as, you know, if it does get off, it's easier to get back level. Uh, just want your opinion on that. I've been, I've, I've heard if you put your, 
if you drill far enough in the ground and put your concrete, I don't know what they call those fields, but um, pillars in the ground, that it will never move. But I hear that's really expensive. It can be. It can be depending on if you're building on the soft, sandy loam soil or if you're building on uh, some pretty solid bedrock. Um, there are a lot of advantages either way to concrete slab or to pier and beam. Um, of course, the general consensus is the concrete slab is going to be more efficient. Um, the home will be structurally more solid with the concrete slab um, because you are sitting on the ground. You're not getting that that uh, temperature variance underneath. Um, however, as you said, pier and beam is easier to re-level if you ever have to level it. Now, are you looking at doing a single-story home or a uh, multi-story? Um, you mean like a two-story? Are you a one-level? Yeah, or two, two level? So, one level, one two level. level. Because I one level. When me and my wife start getting older, we may not want to go upstairs. So, right, I'm just right. Keep now, it down on one level. Right. Now, some of the drawbacks to pier and beam. Um, number one, you're going to have to insulate under the floor if you want to keep the home energy efficient. If you want to maintain a good, a good, tight, energy-efficient envelope, you're going to have to insulate under the floor. Number two, um, you're going to have to have some airflow under there, so you'll need foundation vents. With those foundation vents, if they ever fail, you're looking at the possibility of getting critters under the house. Um, insects, um, squirrels, raccoons, uh, mice. You're looking at, you know, there's a lot of different things that can get under the house and live under there on you. Whereas right. with the concrete slab, you wouldn't have to worry about any of that. Now, depending on the soil conditions that you have on your particular site that you've chosen for this house, um, a good concrete slab with some good poured deep beams, um, it's going to be pretty stable. Um, I've seen, you know, as long as the concrete slab is done right, you can get many, many, many years out of that slab without having to have any leveling work or foundation work done. Okay, it, it's on. Uh, what we call it the, the black mud. When it gets when it, get, when it gets really really wet, it's starting really really stick to your feet. But it's 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 a black. I don't know what's underneath it. <laughs> to be honest with you. But yeah, it, you don't know how deep you have to go to hit solid. No, because you would want to go if you're going to go pier and beam, you would want to go deep enough with your piers to hit something more solid than that black mud. Be, otherwise, yeah. you will be releveling. You know, you're going to have your, your piers may sink. Um, with a concrete slab, with that black loam soil, you're going to, you are going to have swelling and contraction with, depending on the rainy season or the amount of rain that we get. Um, it's just, you know, so if you do a concrete slab, then you may have some swelling and some, some shrinkage. But that can be, that can be solved with, um, you know, soaker hose, foundation, uh, keeping the foundation hydrated, around the foundation hydrated. Um, personal preference, I would go with uh, concrete. That's just my personal preference because living in a home on pier and beam, there's just a lot of things that need to be taken into consideration as to what can get under that home, uh, including air, humidity, temperature, and critters. Yeah. Okay, I mean, I'm aware of all that, but... Uh... Okay, I just wanted to get your opinion, see what you thought. Yes, sir. Uh, Opinion-wise, um, now there may be some folks out there, you know, older folks and folks like you that just love pier and beam. 
Um, but opinion wise, I would I, I I would more go with a concrete slab just simply because the fact there's less maintenance in the future. Um, yes, there is a chance of the slab having to be re-leveled, but as long as the slab is originally done correctly, those chances are, are, are slim. Okay. All right. I'll keep that in mind. Thank you, sir. Thank you for the call. Thank, Thank you for getting everything kicked off with us this morning. <laughs> Folks, get yourselves a phone line. 599-5555 is the number to get in on the conversation. We can talk about any of your home improvement needs or anything that you would like to do home improvement-wise. We might even talk about a little music if you folks are so inclined to call in and, and figure out what's going on with uh, with the music, listening to music and and just reminiscing about the past. Now, don't get me wrong. There's some good music out today. There's good new music also. But I am old school. I like the old classics. Like the old classics very, very much. Um, well, so what do we want to talk about today? You know, one thing that I can let you folks know is that with the heat coming up, you definitely want to look at the air conditioning. You definitely want to look at your windows. You definitely want to look at your insulation on the home. If there's any of this that you've been thinking about, I would strongly encourage you to get with a contractor and get the ball rolling. Because as it stands right now, most contractors, most of the home improvement industry, <clears throat> our delays are pushing us out towards the end of the, uh, the end of this year, the beginning of next year, before we can get some of these projects done. So we may be at a point where this summer you may not see the efficiency and the benefit of making those home improvements. But by the time that we get everything installed and get the projects completed, you will definitely reap the benefits by next summer and possibly reap the benefits if we have another good cold snap in January, February, March like we had this year. Absolutely unprecedented for state of Texas to get that cold for that long. Just crazy, 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 crazy weather patterns. You know, we've had uh, lots of rain. I was reading where we are. I, I want to say I, I read that we're four inches above average right now for our total rainfall here in San Antonio. That's just crazy. I, can, I don't think I can ever remember a time of seeing Texas so green in July. You drive down the road, drive down the highway, you see green grass in the medians. The fields are green. The trees are green. It's just absolutely crazy to see this in July in Texas. Normally by this time, out in the fields, medians, sides of the road, we have what I always like to call standing hay. Dry brown grass just happens to be standing straight up instead of laying down like hay. It's just crazy. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. Hey, get in on the phone conversation. Number 599 5555. Get in on the conversation on home improvement. Anything from the foundation to the roof and everything in between. Anything is on topic today. Anything. We will talk about all of it. So, um, yeah, as I said, just get the, get, get, get those air conditioning systems checked. Check out the air conditioning. Um, it's, you have to think of your air conditioning as a mechanical device it's like a car you would never drive a car for 
six months or a year without having it serviced. So therefore you never want to run your air conditioning or heating system for six months without having it serviced. Definitely get that stuff checked out. Get a, a good qualified contractor. Of course, we recommend Champion Heating and Air. Get them out. Have them go through, do a complete service, a complete inspection. Make sure that that system is up to date, up to par, and that everything is good with that system. Now, don't just keep in mind, don't it's not just the air conditioning system that is a mechanical device. Your plumbing system in the home is a mechanical device. Your water softening system in the home is a mechanical device. You know, these are things that you definitely want to get checked. And on any of these, I would encourage you to sign an agreement, to sign a maintenance agreement where they will come out twice a year and inspect your systems and make sure that everything is operating correctly, normally, that you're not wasting energy, that you're not wasting um, precious resources, water, so on and so forth. So make sure that you keep that house ready for the seasons. Of course, you know, here in Texas, we can have all four seasons in two days. We've seen that. We've seen it a lot. I am Jim Smith. Martin's feeling a little bit under the weather today, but I am here to take care of any of your home improvement needs, anything from the roof to the foundation. Number to get in on the conversation is 599-5555. It's 599-5555 as we kick off this segment with Don. Don, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Yes, sir. Morning. Um, I'm looking at window replacement in my house. I live in San Antonio near, near downtown. And uh, can you bring me up to date on how how the pricing uh has uh, this market has influenced or changed uh the pricing of your windows and and uh will it stabilize or go back down a little bit um like like wood has and is is uh is going to you know come back down uh can you bring me up to date on that well i can't speak for all of the other um window uh, inst installation companies and manufacturers out there, but I know that at Window World, our pricing, though we have seen some very slight increase in our pricing, we have not raised the price. Window World, as as well as our uh, vendors, have dedicated to trying to keep the price as low as we can and keep it where it is at. Now, I do know that industry-wide, there have been some massive price increases. But as far as with Window World goes, our pricing is very near what it was pre-pandemic levels. There have been some slight increases. Um, the main thing that we're facing at Window World is the time delays. Now, those definitely are those definitely are going to come down. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. As far as as delivery, the time frame of uh, between ordering and delivery of the windows. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. As far as that is, we, we are experiencing what everyone else in the industry is experiencing, and that is unprecedented delays. Okay. Um, the uh, So with the pricing, you know, you, you, you've been able to, uh, to hold a price line on it. Um, uh, if I ordered, uh, I think I have uh, 23 windows. 
and and it's only a cu- couple of two different sizes. Uh, the kitchen and bathrooms are smaller, and then but the, the remainder of the windows are all the same size. They're just grouped together with two or three together. But um, the uh, uh, are we are we looking at you know six weeks, twelve weeks? Uh, what what is the, what is the delivery, and or can you even uh, uh, quote that at this point? It's it's difficult to even quote that at this point. But what I can tell you, what we're seeing is that on uh, standard color windows, um, your white, your almond, your clay, on standard color windows, our lead times are around sixteen plus weeks. Um, when we get into custom color. Uh, if we do anything that is custom color, we could be looking at 20 to 24 plus weeks for anything custom color. Okay. Um, the as far as your price pricing structure, um, uh, do y'all have uh, you know 18 months or 24 months uh, you know pay payout and and can we make payments as uh, as those 15 or, or 16 uh, weeks go by so that may, maybe we'll have I'd have uh, uh, them paid for uh, or close to it before we even get them in yes sir that is definitely an option and we do have a uh, we have a couple of plans we have one that is 16 months zero interest we have another one that is 15 months zero interest um, those plans can work uh, either one of two ways you can make payments on that plan while during the waiting period or um, the your clock for the uh, for the zero interest would not start ticking until the install until we uh, we schedule the install. So it could work either way that you wanted. You either could make payments while you were waiting on your windows, or if you didn't want to make payments while you were waiting on the windows without the product installed, then you could delay and not make any. And your fifteen uh, month clock would not start ticking until the install would be scheduled. Okay. Yeah, all right. I, I understand that now. Um, your your windows um, are are they uh, single hung, double hung, or are what what uh, uh, what do you? We have selling? both. We do have both. We have single hung and double hung. Our most popular window is our four thousand series double hung window. Um, that is our definitely by far our largest selling window and our most popular. Now I do have to caution you if you're looking if you're possibly looking at a single hung, the single hung window, the delays on the single hung windows are much higher than the delays on the double hung windows. Huh, okay. I guess it's all in production production line and changing from one to the other. Yes, sir. It's all in production, changing from one to the other, and it's all in demand. You you have to understand that most of your new home builders um, and even your remodeling contractors that go in and do room additions and so on, most of these folks use single-hung windows. So the demand is higher on single-hung, um, while the industry is gearing up and making and producing more double-hung because that is the largest seller for replacement windows. I see. I see. Okay. Well, uh, I appreciate your your time, sir. Now, be sure to give us a call. 
210-767-0995, and we would be happy to come out and give you a no-cost, no-obligation consultation. We could show you the window, all of the features, the benefits, and show you why Window World is the number one home improvement company in the United States. Um, as as we say, we, we're uh, improving homes and changing lives. Well, I appreciate that, sir. I, I, I will give you all next week. I'll, I'll call and get set up uh, an appointment. Thank you for your information. Perfect. Yes, sir. Thank you for the call this morning. Martin's feeling a little bit under the weather this morning. So y'all have yours truly to answer all of your home improvement questions and needs. Anything from the roof to the foundation and everything in between. Get in on the conversation this morning. That number, 599-5555 to get in on the conversation here on the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Um, we're ready to talk, ready to answer your questions. You know, uh, Martin and I had started talking um, last week, or week before, and then last week we talked a little more about some crazy stuff that you should never clean in your home using baking soda. You know, we all grew up, our parents used baking soda to clean everything. And as we get older and as the people get, you know, realize things, we're finding out that uh, may not have been such a good idea to clean some of this stuff with baking soda. Um, to the point that, you know, we talk, we've talked about silver. We've talked about um, what we could do with um, don't clean uh, different surfaces, surfaces with it. Um, also, anything with cracks, anything that has cracks or gaps or anything in it that the baking soda could get into, um, you definitely do not want to ever clean anything like that with the baking soda. You could it, It'll leave a residue behind. It could leave the residue in the cracks or the gaps. So we definitely don't want to use that on, use baking soda on that. Also, you have to remember baking soda is a basic pH, okay? And our skin is slightly acidic. So you really don't want to use baking soda to clean your skin. You don't want to use baking soda to wash, to, to clean grease off of your hands or anything like that. You want to use something that's a little more pH balanced on your body. Um, so, And we'll talk about some more of those as the time comes up. But what we're here for is your home improvement questions. We're here for our listeners. Um, number to get in on the conversation, 599-5555. As we go to Robert. Robert, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Good morning, sir. Does this mean you're answering 50% of the questions now? <laughs> well, it means I'm going to try to answer 50%, at least 50% of them. <laughs> Anyhow, question for you, sir. How did, yes, sir. You were talking about the cold we had this winter. How did the PEX tubing survive uh, the cold, and how does it as compared to copper? From everything that I have uh, heard, um, you know, I have a son-in-law that is a, uh, is a plumber, from everything that I've heard in the industry, the PEX tubing survived very well, very well. As far as compared to copper, you have to remember that uninsulated copper is a rigid product. So if you do have a freeze, as it expands, it's really got nowhere to go other than to crack the pipe. Whereas the PEX has a slight flexibility to it. The PEX can expand slightly and contract slightly as the water freezes in it. So from everything that I have seen, heard, and been told, the PEX survived very well. My question is, because I have a friend with a deer lease, 
and he's looking mm-hmm. on running some tubing. So you, the fittings for the pecs, do they have plastic versus the stainless steel? What would you recommend? Um, you have both. You have the plastic and the stainless steel. If you're talking about your elbows and uh, turns, 45s, 90s, and so on, I would recommend the stainless fittings simply because they're going to hold up to the water flow. Water is erosive, um, and when you get 90s and elbows and all that, um, you can erode those elbows, and the stainless steel is going to stand up to the, uh, to the erosion much better. Um, but you have to make sure that the stainless steel is put in correctly. As far as making sure it's clamped proper, proper pressure? Yeah, proper pressure, proper clamping system. Um, you know, I've seen folks try to use hose clamps, and it, it, that's just not the way it's supposed to be done. How about as far as uh, um, shutoff valves for, uh, like, a deer lease? What would you recommend? Uh, same thing. Your PEX product is going to have uh, shutoff valves that are designed to work in the PEX system. Okay. When you when you look at purchasing the PEX, they're going to have valves that are designed to work in the PEX system. Well, at least it's good to know you make up for 100% for 50%. Thank you, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Thank you. Uh, thanks for giving us a call this morning. Um, folks, that's what it's all about is trying to help you folks out, um, get through everything. This is Jim Smith, and I am here to help. Martin's feeling a little under the weather this morning, so I'm here to take your calls and answer your questions. Number to get in on a conversation, 210-599-5555. As we go to, let's get straight back to those phones, let's go to Daniel. Daniel, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Good morning, sir. I got a question about mini splits versus uh, the standard split system. A customer of mine I was in Dallas had put, uh, I think, a five-ton mini-split system with multiple heads in her bread and breakfast area, and she's telling me that they do quite well, and she saw a significant decrease in her electric bill. I just want to get your opinion and comments about the two. Okay. Um, It it really is going to depend on your customer, what your customer's needs are. Um, or the the homeowner, um, the mini split system is extremely efficient. You have to understand that all of these systems are what's called a DC inverter drive. That means that the compressor and the fan motors are actually true variable speed. It's not staged speeds. It's variable with an infinite number of of speeds, an infinite amount of speed that this thing can run at. Um, that is extremely efficient. When you go with the large mini-split system, such as the five-ton unit outside, with multiple evaporators inside, it's only going to bring on enough speed in the compressor to run the number of evaporators that are needed. And that's, that, 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 that's the bottom line. So if, there's, if she's staying in one room primarily during the day and the other rooms are not being occupied, she can turn the temperature up a little bit in those other rooms where there's not as much demand for those rooms as there is for the one that she's in. So she's only cooling one room and only using the efficiency or the the energy to cool the one room. So the long and short of it is the mini split, if it's an application that can be used on the the, the home or on the, the building that you're dealing with, it is a very good option for energy efficiency. Um... The mini splits, the ductless systems are just becoming largely used in the United States now, but for decades they have been used overseas in Europe, 
um, in the Caribbean. Um, you get down into the Caribbean and you don't see split systems. All you see is mini splits with the multiple evaporator systems on them. So extremely efficient, extremely valuable system. Now, downside, they can get pricey to install. Very pricey. And you have more functional and moving parts that need to be serviced more often and uh, with a tighter service than you would with a central system. Okay, that was my concern, the maintenance. And then I've heard that sometimes uh, if you get some that, are, that were matured, manufactured overseas, sometimes you're not able to get the parts for those. That has, well, right now you can't get parts for something that was manufactured uh, next door. Um, right, I understand that, yeah. But um, several years ago, yes, sir, there were some, some foreign-made mini-split systems that were extremely difficult to get parts for. Most of that has been handled. Um, they've got better parts. Uh, they've got better logistics on getting the parts. Now, don't hold me to that through these unprecedented times because getting parts for everything is difficult today. Um, you have AC supply companies out there that are holding their inventory for their very large vendors. Um, you know, the, the guy that sells one or two systems a year, he's waiting to get that system forever because the supply house is wanting to hold on to the systems that they have for their large customers. Well, that's what I'm hearing in the supply chain right now, that if you don't actually have a commercial account with a vendor, uh, this is an electrical, plumbing, whatever, uh, right. They won't sell to they won't sell to you until they meet the needs of their established customers. Exactly, exactly, and you can't blame them for that. Um, it's just the the unprecedented situation that we're in due to the all of the shutdowns and due to the the pandemic. Um, yes, and sir. there's no blame to be placed anywhere for any of that. It's just the fact of life. Okay, well, thank you very much for your time and yes, sir. answering 100% of my questions. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you for calling. Um, let's get to Karen. Karen, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Good morning. Um, and this may not be the correct place to ask this question, but my son is in the process of buying a home um, by somebody who had a lot of animals and a lot of stuff in their house, and they're going to, you know, he's going to be cleaning it all out. I'm just wondering, how do you get rid of the smell? Yeah, I, mean, I, uh, I heard you talking about cleaning earlier, so I thought maybe concrete, concrete slab or pyramid beam floor. Yes. Well, it's a two-story house, so the bottom is concrete, the top is. Wood. Okay. The first thing I would recommend, um, really quickly, is if they had animals in the home, um, you want to pull all the carpet anywhere where there's carpet. You want to yes. treat either the concrete or the wood floor with a good enzyme cleaner, a good enzyme treatment. Mm -hmm. Okay. okay, before you go back down with any floor, and then I would strongly recommend using an ozone generator to get the odor out okay. of everything else in the home. Oh, okay. Okay. Great. Okay. Thank you. Hope that helps. Thank, Thank you very, very much. Bye-bye. Um, Bye-bye. Okay, really quickly, we're going to try to get to Scott. Scott, if we get cut off, uh, we'll get you after the, after the top of the hour. Um, welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Hi, just a quick question. Thanks for taking my call. We bought a house in November, and the patio sliding glass doors, um, I, we can't get them clean. They're, uh, it's like a dust streak, and uh, I, I tried everything. I even tried uh, somebody suggested vinegar and warm water. Uh, and my dad was saying there's some kind of film that possibly is on there that maybe somebody are these the are these cleaner. double pane are these double pane doors are they double pane glass doors? Yeah. 
Yeah. Then you're, wh- yeah. where your problem is is seal failure. That streak is between the glass, not on the inside or the outside. You need to look at replacing the doors. Got it. All right. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Give us a call at Window World, 210-767-0995. We'd love to help you out with that. Okay, great. Thank you so much. Thank you, Scott. The number to get in on this conversation this morning is 210-599-5555. Get you a phone line. They it, Usually in the second hour, they fill up fast. So get on that phone and get in here and talk with us. Let us know what your home improvement needs are this morning. You know, we were talking about cleaning and cleaning stuff with baking soda. And the last thing I talked about was your skin. You know, you never want to clean your skin because of the pH. Also, you know, I've heard some folks talk about using, putting baking soda and you are using baking soda as a supplement to um, shampoo and using it to help wash your hair. But what you have to keep in mind is that that baking soda will strip your hair of its natural oils. It's going to feel very dry. It's kind of like dead split ends. Um, so you want to, you don't want to, definitely don't want to use baking soda on your hair. Nothing on your body. Um, no skin, no hair, you know, nothing on there because it is, um, a low pH, which puts it in the alkaline range where your skin and your hair are slightly more acidic. I'm sorry, it's a high pH. I, I, I got that backwards. Um, so you definitely don't want to use it there. Also, any of your utensils that are, gold plated we talked about silver earlier in the in this conversation about uh, baking soda gold you never want to clean gold silverware gold plated silverware or any dishes that have that decorative gold ring that goes around them or gold leaf inlaid in the dishes if it's real gold um gold is extremely soft and that baking soda is gonna wear it off it's gonna take the gold take the gold off of the surface so you just don't ever want to clean gold with baking soda either. Um, let's see here. Well, uh, looks like they're also saying wooden floors. Now we talked about wood furniture, but you, you know, if the temptation is to scrub your floors with a little bit of baking soda to get that that action going and get it cleaned, you you don't want to do that either. If you've got tile, keep in mind that again, baking soda is abrasive. The baking soda can take the surface off of any floor that you're trying to clean with that you're trying to clean it with um that's a wood floor even a tile floor even a hard tile floor you can take that surface or the wax off of that tile with baking soda so you definitely don't want to use that baking soda you want to use cleaners that are specifically meant for the flooring system that you have okay <clears throat> excuse me well folks uh, number to get in on this conversation this morning is 210-599-5555. We'll talk about anything and everything that you want to talk about for your home improvement needs. Anything is on topic, including music. Um, playing some music today from the great ZZ Top. Um, we lost Dusty Hill this week if you're just tuning in for the second hour. Um, one of the icons in the music industry. Um, just, there are so many bands and so many musicians that were, that have been and are being influenced by the music of ZZ Top. Um, these guys are just iconic. And we love listening to their music. We love reminiscing. 
you know, I'm at an age where I can sit back and think about when I attended a concert or when I first heard a ZZ Top song, and it just brings back some really good memories. Of course, you know, it could bring back some memories that maybe it's not best to remember those. But for the most part, they are all wonderful memories with friends, with family, listening to great music, going to some great concerts. Um, I was fortunate enough to see ZZ Top on uh, two of their tours. Just really, really great music. And so we're, we're kind of trying to honor um, Dusty today, um, playing some of his music. And, you know, just uh, he'll be greatly missed in the music industry. Give us a call, folks. Get in on this conversation. 210-599-5555. Let us know what you've got going today with the home improvement on your home or anything that you're working on outside or inside. And just give us a call and we'll talk about it. Even if it's not a question, if you just want to call in, we love it when listeners call in and give us advice or tell us about things that they've figured out. You know, as we go through life, as we get older, there are so many things that we figure out and we can find little shortcuts for them. And these little shortcuts, hey, some of our other listeners may benefit from hearing these. Um, and now give us a call, 210-599-5555 to get in on a conversation. Let's get to the phone lines right now. Let's get to George. George, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Uh, good morning, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Doing great. Doing, as as um, Bob Webster would say, doing better than I deserve. Oh, yeah, that's true. I listen to him, too. <laughs> um, I'm calling because um, I accidentally I have a two-car garage, and then the front part of the garage is made out of brick. And I was backing into it, and I actually went too far, and I was slow enough, and I dented the brick to the garage. It just, I broke one of the bricks, it broke. The other one just there, and they're pushed in. Two of the bricks are pushed in. It's like a little small ditch, and I was going slow enough when I backed into it, but I still made that indention on it. I didn't damage anything else because my, my house is full of siding, so the siding is, is okay. It's just the two bricks that I uh, that, uh, pushed in. Is there any way, I, how can I fix that? Okay. <clears throat> if it's just a brick on the sides of the door, then the brick typically is not going to be supporting anything above it structurally other than the other than the bricks that are stacked on top of it so what that means is that if the brick is already pushed in that means the mortar is cracked around the brick so if you can get a small pry bar behind it to work that brick back up where it's even with the other brick and then you can tuck and point some new mortar in around it and then, as far as the broken brick, do you have the pieces of the brick? No, it just broke. It just broke. It's still intact, but it's broke. But it's broke. Okay. It's still intact. Is there? Fell off. It, nothing fell off. Nothing fell off. Is there a wide crack in between the two pieces where it broke? Uh, wide enough is noticeable. Okay. So what you what you can possibly do with that is if you can get some good construction adhesive into that crack. Um, something like uh, liquid nails or a good gorilla construction adhesive, and then tap that piece back over to where it meets back up with that broke with the other side where you get it as close as possible to hide that crack as much as as, as is possible. 
And again, just make sure that you can work the bricks back where they're even with the rest of the brick. And then you take the mortar and you can tuck the mortar in with a little trowel. You can tuck it into the cracks and remortar and it should make a, a pretty clean uh, a pretty clean repair. I'm not going to say it won't still be slightly noticeable because there's no way you can simulate, you can close match the mortar. But what we always tell folks when we're mortaring and doing windows and remortaring around windows, there's no way to match 20 or 30 years worth of fade or dust or dirt on the mortar. Oh, well, yeah, that's why I understood that because I was building them back in the mid-70s. So, yes. but, okay, my other question, how about if I'm not able to move the brick or move the, the brick forward and to one side to n narrow the crack? Um, at that point, you would have to uh, get in there with uh, some type of a grinder or a, uh, a uh, masonry saw and cut the mortar out around those bricks so that you can move the brick from the front, so that you can grab the brick and pull it out because you're going to have to get enough of that mortar out of there that you can get a grip on the brick. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, sir, well, thank you very much. I really appreciate your assistance in this. It's a great help. Yes, sir. I hope, th I, I hope that it helped. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, you know, the way I was looking at it, the way you explained it to me, I think I can do this. It's going to take a little work, but I think I can do that. All right. Thank <laughs> well, you for the call. Thank you very much, sir. Right, yes, sir. Martin, unfortunately, is a little under the weather today, so you have yours truly, Jim Smith, and I am here to help with anything from the roof to the foundation and everything in between. Give us a call. Get in on the conversation, 210-599-5555, as we go to Adam. Adam, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Morning. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. Uh, I just got a new home, and uh, it looks like the old owners, they have two different kinds of grasses, just splitting the entire back and front yard, um, St. Augustine and Bermuda. I'm leaning more towards the Bermuda, but is there any reason? Is one more resilient? Is, does one have better resale value if I were to go with one or the other when replacing the grass? Uh, that's... Uh, of course, Bob would be, answer, be able to answer that question for you a whole lot more than me. But what I can tell you that I've seen is that for decades, for many, many years, carpet grass, which was St. Augustine, is what they called carpet grass. Um, because it was the wider leaves, it was very, very soft, very, you know, you could lay down in the yard, you could walk through it barefooted. Um, this was very, very popular. However, um, with uh, the current water situations and rain situations, um, over the years, as these have changed, folks have found out that the Bermuda requires much less water um, and and basically less maintenance. Um, it's not as dense as the St. Augustine is, um, but as far as from what I've seen, most builders, landscape companies, when they come in and sod in new grass, they're sodding in Bermuda. Because and a lot, actually, a lot of municipalities have gone to that you can't plant um, St. Augustine simply because of the water that it requires. So if you're looking at changing and going to something that's all matching, I would, myself, I would go with the Bermuda. All right, I appreciate it. Yes, sir, I hope that helped. Uh, all right, let's just keep right right on rocking and rolling with these phone, these phone calls, folks. We're here to help. 210-599-5555. Get yourself a phone line. They fill up fast. Let's go to Robert. Robert, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. You're doing such a good job. You've been taking repeat calls. Yeah, two fast <laughs> questions, sir. 
Yes, sir. The foundation where the uh, cement's exposed on the corner is cracking. How do I fix it? Walk me through okay. the process, please. Okay, that is typically on the corner, um, if you're seeing that cracking, that's typically the brown coat. What's called a brown coat on the, on the foundation. Um, the foundation typically when they pour a foundation and they break the forms off, the edges are not smooth, they're not pretty. So they come in and put a skin coat of a smooth concrete over that, and they call it a brown coat for appearance. If that's what's cracking on your corners, then you would want a closely color match. Mix yourself up a little bit of concrete or even mortar mix. Uh, the mortar mix will work also. And then just trowel it on and smooth out through the cracks, filling the cracks and giving yourself another smooth surface. Should I brush it afterwards? Um, if, you're, if the current brown coat is brushed, yes. Brush it so that it matches the surface of the current brown coat. Excellent. I'll use some mortar. Second question. How did Kerrville work the year, um, last couple weekends? Or when you had your deal for the uh, everybody getting together up in the hill country? Oh, it went great. went great. It was a great time. Um, we uh, got to listen to some great music, Wayne Toops. Um, it was just a, it was a wonderful weekend. Um, we even broadcasted the show uh, right there from the Roddy Tree Ranch. Ah, yeah. Thank you. You're doing a 100% better job, sir. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Robert. We appreciate the call and the, and the, the loyal listening. Um, and again, folks, let's just keep rocking and rolling. Ruben, good morning to the K. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Hey, how's it going? Going I great. Uh, I remember seeing uh, ZZ Top at Austin, Texas Stadium in '75. Wow! Wow! That was back. We're tight in my whole lifetime. In '75, in the '80s, the '90s. And the last time I saw them was at the Verizon Amphitheater here in San Antonio. Well, I saw them in the 80s. I saw them once in San Antonio and once in Austin in the 80s. That was the Afterburner and Eliminator Tours. Yeah, I hitchhiked to the one in Austin. Back then, hitchhiking was good. You, you hitchhiked. Wow, that was, that was definitely some 70s stuff right there. That was, that was a little before my time. You know, um, if I'd have seen them in 75, I would have been, let's see, what, eight years old? Oh, my God. No, I was like 15, 16 around there. 15, 16, and you hitchhiked to Austin to see ZZ Top. Now, see, that's what I was talking about earlier. That's a memory that you just can't trade. Yeah, I hitchhiked from here to Amarillo to see Willie Nelson. Wow. Wow. Now that's a that's a step there. That's a step. I hope you got a couple of good long rides out of it. Oh yeah. But this was good back then. People were friendly, you know, it was a really good time. Yes, yes, it was much safer. I would not hitchhike uh, to my neighbor's house oh, at no. this point. No. So I so look at I got a dilemma. My roof started leaking at the at the doorway where all the water comes downward, right? And it got on the on the siding, and it got it came through my door on the outside, but not on the inside, but on the floor. And I got a uh, water stain on my ceiling. So I had the adjuster come. They gave me all this, but then he said, "I tell him, hey, so what do I do?" He goes, "Well, we're gonna cut you a check." But I said, "So who do I call?" He goes, "Well, that's up to you." I'm like, well, "Who do I call for all that?" 
Well, you would definitely want to use a qualified roofing company. Um, definitely, you know, get a hold of a qualified, um, well uh, recommended and better business accredited roofing company. I would actually suggest calling a few and getting a few different estimates on doing the repair. Um, now, is this at a point in your roof where there's a transition? Um, yeah. You said it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, definitely get a hold of a roofing contractor. Have them come out and assess. Now, what you may find is that you can solve the problem with uh, some type of guttering system. I've seen transitional points before that we could go in and put in a guttering system that would divert that water from falling right on that spot. Yeah. But I mean, what about like, my, my, my ceiling and, my, and the floor and the door? Do I have to find a separate guy for each part of that? Well, no, if you contact uh, a good um, general contractor or a, if it's just small areas, a good handyman company, um, then they could probably help you out with doing the, the staining in the ceiling and the door and help you out with a lot of that. Now, if they are telling you that they can't help you with the door, um, of course, you can give us a call at Window World. We do entry doors all the time. Um, but we, we, of course, won't do anything with the door until the water infiltration issue has been addressed. Well, there are a few general there are a few general contractors that would come in and do it all for you, um, and they have, of course, you know, roofers that they work with and and drywallers that they work with, and you know, but you, if you wanted someone to handle all of it, then you're talking about bringing in a general contractor to take care of everything. Now, keep in mind, though, that with the with the way the industry is right now, um, it's going to be for a smaller job. You're going to be stretched out. They're going to stretch you out for for a while before they can get to the job because they're trying to take care of all of their 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 existing customers. Yeah, yeah, that's another thing too. It's, we, I mean, we had a lot of water this summer. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We got it. We got a lot of rain. Spring, summer, um, unprecedented. I was talking about that earlier when I said that uh, I, I don't know that I can ever remember seeing a time when Texas was this green um, at the end of July, first part of August. I, I don't know that I can ever remember a time. Yep. All righty, just uh, checking in on that and let you know what all I did when I saw ZZ so. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Up, uh, Ruben, we lost you. I do apologize, sir. Um, little one of them little technical glitches. I don't know if it was on your end or our, our end, but I do apologize. Well, it's all about you, folks. Give us a call, 210-599-5555 to get in on the conversation as we go to David. David, good morning. Welcome to the show. Uh, good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Yes, sir. Uh, I have a question. I had a a large picture window put in my home that 
window world did, and uh, it looks great. I love it. My home has the asbestos siding on it, which is in great shape. I have no reason to replace it. But what was trimmed around the window is the cedar. And I'm wondering, if I replace other windows in my home, which are standard size, would they also have to be trimmed with the cedar, or could there be like a flange mount like they have now? No, sir. They would, unfortunately, on the uh, type of siding that you have, that uh, that rigid tile siding, we have to have something to trim the windows back to, to seal the windows to. So, unfortunately, we would have to add trim around those windows also. Now, when they added the cedar to it, is it just the cedar that is there, or um, is it painted? Well, I want to paint it. I didn't get to paint it yet, but what it is now, it's just plain one-by-four cedar. Okay. Give us a call. Um, We'll come out and look at some other windows. And when we come back to do the other windows, we can do what's called a um, vinyl-covered aluminum or vinyl-coated aluminum capping um, that we put around the window to either match the window color or match the color of the trim on your home. Um, And with that, you never have to worry about painting it. It's completely covered with a vinyl-coated aluminum capping. Okay, so that could still be done to the window that I have now? Absolutely. Absolutely it could. Yes, sir. Okay, very good. Uh, I'll keep that in mind. I'll give you all a call. Thank you. Sounds like a plan. Thank you, David, for the phone call this morning. I'm glad that you're happy as a Window World customer. All right, folks. 210-599-5555 to get in on the conversation. Anything from the roof to the foundation, everything in between, all home improvement projects or questions on topic, and even a little music if you folks want to call in and reminisce. Had the caller a little while ago, called in reminiscing a little bit about uh, his experiences with ZZ Top. Boy, I'll tell you, hitchhiking to Austin to to see ZZ Top, now that's dedication. That is, that's dedication to the bands that you love. And that's the type of fan base that ZZ Top had. You know, we follow them anywhere. Follow them anywhere. Now, me personally, I never hitchhiked to Austin for a uh, a concert. Um, nope, never did that. Um, but then this man also said he hitchhiked all the way to Amarillo to see Willie Nelson. So he's definitely a music fan. He's definitely up, uh, ranks right up there with, with Martin and I as far as loving our music. Um, it's, it's dedication to good music if you're going to hitchhike to Amarillo. Even back in the 70s when hitchhiking was much safer. Today, I wouldn't recommend to anyone to hitchhike, like I said a minute ago, even to the neighbor's house. Folks, this this show is all about you. It's all about your calls, your questions, your needs. Give us a call to get in on the conversation, 210-599-5555, and we will talk about anything that you want to talk about for home improvement. You know, this show is truly a highlight of my week. Um, and I'm sure I'm, I can speak for Martin when I say it's a highlight of his week. We love helping you folks. We love being here for y'all. We love answering your questions and doing what we can to help. Um, speaking of, let's get right to the phone lines. Brian, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Yes, sir. Good morning. It's good to hear your voice. I sure enjoyed the show. Thank you. Sorry. Sorry that Martin's not up to snuff, but I hope he'll get better. Right, well, he's getting better. He just uh, get just a, a touch under the weather. Oh, okay. 
No, my question, I've got a uh, roof on an outbuilding that's corrugated tin, and it's starting to rust, and then I'm getting some holes in it. The The situation is that the, there's such almost no slope to it. It's uh, about 38 foot long, the lengths of the tin, and I'm um, wondering what the if I were to replace that, what would be the best thing to replace that with? And it's only about a three-inch drop from one end to the other. Three inches and 38 feet? Yeah, crazy, isn't it? It's almost that, is, that is crazy. The first thing I would say is that I would replace, I would definitely do a buildup on one end to get you some more slope if you're going to put a new roof on. You know, I would yeah. uh, I would get in there. Uh, you said it's an outbuilding. I would get in there and raise the roof on one side, uh, either on one side or on the on one end. Um, okay. You said it's thirty eight feet long. Um, how yeah. wide is it? I'm gonna say it's uh, about twenty or a little more. Yeah, that's that that that's a big roof. That's a big roof to only have a three inch in twenty or in thirty eight <laughs> foot drop. Yeah, that's I a big roof. Now, one thing that you might consider um, is what I did on uh, the metal roofs that I have on uh, mine and uh, my wife's dog kennels. Um, we raise uh, AKC dogs, uh, boxers. And what I did on the roofs of those kennels is I used a product. Um, there's several different elastomeric roof coatings out there, but what I used is called Snow Coat. And it's a product because we had some rust spots in the tin. We had some pitting, some holes. We had some leaks. Okay. We got up there and put that product on, and it gives you a basically a rubberized layer on top of the roof. Okay. And it will re it will re re waterproof the roof surface. How do you apply that? Uh, we applied it. I got up there, poured the the coat. Uh, it comes in a five gallon bucket. I poured out puddles of it onto the roof and spread it out with a paint roller. Oh, okay. Snow bright. Snow coat is what is the Snow product coat. name that we used, but you can look up elastomeric roof coating, and it'll give uh -huh. you several different brands and just check the ratings on them. Right. Okay. And it also will make that shop cooler because uh, what we went with what we went with was the bright white product, and that bright right. white adds a little insulation and it also adds a reflective capability and it may actually made the kennels much cooler. Okay. Do you get that at the big box stores or where? Yes, sir. That's where we picked it up was one of the big box stores. Um, it's not a cheap product. I'm not going to tell you it is, but it's not outrageously expensive either. Okay. Well, I'm sure it's a lot cheaper than replacing the roof. So. It is. It is. That's the, reason that we, that's the reason that we did it. We figured it was worth the investment um, to see if it worked, and it worked wonderful for us. Now, with me, I've got a... Um, I've got a three inch in one foot pitch on my kennels, so I've got a much better slope for the water to run off. Yeah, yeah. But this stuff seals. It sounds like it'd be a good product for this, maybe. Yes, sir. But I can't. I don't know what. I don't know how it would behave with if it if, if there were it was any puddling on that roof because the water wasn't running off and the the, the water sat there and evaporated. I don't know how it be, would behave with puddled water. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I'll I'll try to uh, scope it out and take a look at that. Yes, sir. Sounds like a plan. Sure, thank you. Yes, sir. We thank you for the call. You know this this show is all about your calls, folks. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. As we go to Don. Don. Good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. <clears throat> yes, sir. Morning. Uh, I have a. Uh, a, a 
in a small apartment, a single, you know, single bedroom apartment, and it has what I believe they call a PTAC unit in the built into the wall. Yes, sir. And and uh, it's gone out. It's quit. I have to replace it. And what I'm thinking is um, to put a mini split system in rather than going back with that PTAC unit. Although I can use the same, uh, I'm told I can use the same housing that that the unit will slip into. It's it's all the way from one end to the other, away from the uh, kitchen and the bathroom. So uh, there's there's problems getting cooling and heating back over into the kitchen and and, and bath. So with the split system, I could put the uh, I believe the fan coil hanging on the wall in the kind of in the middle of the apartment and yes, then, sir. and and be able to circulate. I have ceiling fans in there and then circulate that way. Uh, and then I can just close up the, you know, take that, that uh, housing out and then close that wall up. What, you, yes, what sir. used to be, what used to be a garage door. I, I converted yes, th- this, uh, uh, into an apartment. Is that, uh, you know, something that would, you know, sounds like you've already, sounds like you've already solved your issue. Yes. The mini split system would be much more efficient at cooling that space than the PTAC unit. Absolutely. Now it's going to be a little more costly than the PTAC, but it's going to definitely be more efficient. Yes. Okay. All right. And uh, on the <clears throat> on the uh, mini split, uh, um, can I just drain the, the the condensate outside? Yeah, you can go right behind where the evaporator is hanging. Uh, you'll have a hole through the wall for the piping, and you can run the condensate right outside and put it into a French drain. Oh, okay. All right. All right. I hope I hope that helps. We're gonna we're 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 coming up against the time wall here for the end of the show. All right. Thank you, Don. Thanks for giving us a call, uh, Victor. Uh, we've got about one minute, so we need to make it pretty quick. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Hi, I'm Victor Oyes. I just want to brag on that elastomatic, the one that you're talking about, that product you put on top of the wall. Yes, sir. On the, on the roof. I'm sorry. Hey, man, yes, sir. I use a uh, fifteen hundred. Uh, that PSI on a, on a sprayer, you know, to wash it off, to clean right. it off. And I think don't even penetrate through that thing, man. I mean, it worked. Awesome. I can brag on that. I know it worked very well for my wife and I. Thank you for the call, oh. Victor. Right, Folks, bye. bye. Folks, if you need to get a hold of me during the week, um, you can reach me at jsmith at windowworldtx.com. If you need to get a hold of Martin, that would be M Bomba. That's M B O M B A at windowworldtx.com. And we are done with another wonderful KTSA home improvement show. Keep listening. We've got Louis Siriani coming up next with the automotive show. <laughs>